All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to FFTV. This is final podcast four. And for the next hour or so will be one of the most surreal experiences we've ever had. Please excuse me, but I am, uh, I am simultaneously overhyped and starstruck <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> we have so a hyped. very so special hyped. guest party member at seven years old. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it off with a story. At seven years old, I asked my brother, Sean, I said, what is the name of the man with the gun arm? He paused for a minute as if he had to think. He said, uh, that, that's Badaz. And I said, okay, well, Sean and Badaz became my favorite characters of any video game of all time. Of course, later, I remember, or I, I learned that their real names were Cloud and Barrett, and uh, that you have the ability to change the name of the characters. But even then, I understood his reasoning for the name Badaz. Badaz. Bad as. I got it. It took me a few years, <laughs> but I got it. So allow me to introduce the voice of the most badass video game character <laughs> of all time with a heart of gold, the voice of Barrett Wallace. He is known for his incredible performance as Barrett Wallace in the remake. It is John Eric Bentley. <laughs> hey, what's happening, everybody? That's hilarious. I did not. That's really cool, man. That was <laughs> brother who wrote that in there. Yeah, his name was his name was badass, but but he didn't want to tell him a seven year old kid. He was like, oh, oh badass. You get a spanking from his mom when you walk around. Hey, can we go and play badass? <laughs> Your mom be like, what did you teach him? <laughs> the funny awesome, thing, bro. I remember running around saying uh, badass a lot. And I'm, I imagine, I imagine what my mom was thinking there. <laughs> I got a black friend named Badass. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a friend story. named Badass. He's got a gun for an arm. Yeah, exactly. And Wait, go what, place. What? See you, mom. <laughs> see you, see you, mom. <laughs> Talk to you later. I'm gonna, I'll have him over for lunch one day. <laughs> right back. Gonna take over a, a evil corporation. Right. <laughs> Be right you know back. Place, you know a place named Midgar, Mom. I'd like to visit. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, trust me. That that took over my mind palace for a long time. All right. You know. That's awesome. <laughs> it was Final it. Fantasy VII at all times. The root hey, of man, my that imagination. Game, that game will take you places. It's just. It was a cool game. I mean, it was what turned me on to RPGs. I never. I was. I was an, I'm an only child, so. Video games was how I got away from so many different things that I was coming up with. I mean, I, I grew up in Chicago on the south side, so I could either go outside and hang out with my friends when, when they were available to hang out, and all of them had brothers and sisters, or I could stay in the house and play my Atari, you know, and so yeah. or read, because my mom taught me to read at a very young age. So that's what I had. But sometimes, because I was an only child, I just wanted it to be my little world, right? Mm -hmm. So all the things that we as gamers and we as fanboys love, that's what I did growing up. So it's kind of like, all right, this is this is my world. Greek and Roman mythology, comic books. Um, I didn't have to interact with anybody else. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, this is great. And then all of, all of a sudden, I see this game when I'm a little older called Final Fantasy VII. I'm like, all right, let me check it out. I'm like, whoa, and that, there's yeah. a black character <laughs> in an RPG, because I knew what RPGs were. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
and he doesn't die. And, and he doesn't die. <laughs> and so I was hooked. And then I was hooked. You said Final Fantasy VII takes you places. And it literally mm -hmm. took you places. It took you to Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> That's you, baby. Literally. That's you. It's literally. We so were all the time I'm reading the side scroll and going, I wonder what he sounds like. Well, this is how I would do him as a kid. And then all of a sudden, you know, we get this wonderful, unbelievable opportunity and a blessing to be able to do it. And I'm like, this is really cool. Yeah. And yeah, then the really pandemic cool. hit. No, geez. <laughs> it's really well, cool. We were talking before you jumped in and I was like, I was like, the, the thing I don't know if John's going to realize is that, yeah, we've, you know, Barrett's been around since 97 and like in our mind, we had our own voice for, for him. Mm -hmm. But like now that you've done the voice for Barrett and remake, it's like you have your voice has now like retro retroactively uh, replaced all of the memories that we've had in our in our mind of Barrett Wallace growing up. And now you are Barrett Wallace for us. And we've known you since 97. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why that's why it's extremely. Yeah, so how, yeah, how you been? Yeah, I've kind of kind of slowly, but no, it's, no, it's, it's fun, man. It's it's you know, it's it's uh, like I said. It's an unbelievable opportunity. I'm a fanboy. So for me, it's kind of a dream come true on top of, I freak out sometimes. I'm in a booth and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing his voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's some wonderful art. Oh my wait, gosh. Wait a minute, that's that... me. Oh yeah, that's me. You know, so even playing the game, I, I, we, I, I'll never forget going to, um, oh, where were we here? E3. Oh yeah. Yes. And um, were you at E3 2019? Yes, I was there my too. My son and I, it's, it's cool. <laughs> my son and I were there, and they had invited us. They're like, Hey, you know, come down and you can come into the booth and you can do this. And I'm like, Okay, it's all good. I, I'm gonna come with my son. And so we're there, and um, he's like, Dad, there it is. There's the Final Fantasy thing. I'm like, All right, cool. Let's go check it out. Let's, you know, see what they'll do. So we go, and um, I didn't know anything about what the setup was going to be or any of that. I got my hat pulled down and I'm just, that's just me. And um, we go in and we have to go through this special entrance because of course the line sign, it's all full. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh yeah, we know you are, come on in. I'm like, all right, cool. So we go in and we sit down and they talk and all of a sudden the guide goes, yeah, um, we have a very special guest today. <laughs> da, 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 da. And I'm going, oh. <laughs> I'm just like, for real? Like, I'm like, cool. Somebody's gonna, you know. And um, I'm thinking it's Neil. Like, Neil's gonna get in and like, yeah. So this is. <laughs> and my son is like, and I'm like, what you looking at me like that for, man? Stop. <laughs> and the guy's like, Barrett Wallace is in the audience, and da 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 da. I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> hey, man. But it's too late. It's too late. I'm in the front row, and everybody's like, "Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, oh, I gotta be on." He you opened know, up the floodgates. Like, yeah, I'm like, I just wanted to enjoy. So it was cool because I get got to meet a lot of people. I mm -hmm. uh, got to meet a very dear friend now who does a podcast, Matt Denario, who reached out to you actually. Um, it's just I got to like see people. And that was my first experience of seeing the fans of Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. And so they said, okay, well, do you want to play? And it was the demo version. And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. And I stepped up and I looked at everybody 
And my, I said, son, you play. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, you play. And I just walked around, man. I just walked yeah. around watching people play me and Cloud, you know? <laughs> and I was just like, shout out to Cody. He's killing it. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember that's the scene where we had to face the, the lobster or the crab thing. <laughs> the lobster, scorpion. Yes. And I'm like, oh, a lot okay, of crustaceans. Cool. And they're like, they're like, looking around like oh my god i didn't know you're right there because like, <laughs> like, i got so fascinated by the joy that everybody had to finally play this thing that was we're gonna have final fantasy the remake the seven the remake and people are playing it and they're all excited and i just got charged and uh at the end of it all they're like you didn't play i'm like no i'm good i'm good <laughs> i just it just made my day and um, that's when i realized oh this thing is much bigger than i thought it was gonna be yeah, he was That's like, I don't absolutely. need to play it. I was there. I don't. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's different. So, like, when you play it, for me, it took me a minute to go. Oh, that's my voice. All right. <laughs> oh, I remember when I was in the booth and I said this. Oh, I remember this is coming up. And then it took me to get the actual game to have it here, uh, at home, and and go. All right, now I don't have to like know it's me. I'm. Uh, that's that's me. Okay, let's play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But uh, that that experience was 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 uh, I guess it was the foretelling of how big the fandom or the fan base was for Final Fantasy, and mm -hmm. how appreciated uh, the character Barrett was. I, I didn't know that because the first game, Final Fantasy VII, Barrett is kind of a caricature, mm -hmm. and you know he is he's what every he's like what. When people watched Sam Jackson back in the day, everybody wanted to say MFA, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that wasn't of the culture, pretty much. You're like, oh, I like him. He gets to say, he's a black man who gets to say MFA anytime he wants. <laughs> and he says it so many different ways, you know? And so everybody <laughs> would walk around trying to imitate the Pulp Fiction speech. So it was just funny to watch. And then here it is. Well, Barrett was kind of like that for a lot of gamers coming up who were like, oh, yeah, this dude, these, those, those little things, he's cussing this is what i think he's saying you know what i mean so everybody yeah. thought that bear was this big black brute badass dude and mm -hmm. yes he is a badass dude but I, I didn't want him to be a big black brute i didn't want him to be a caricature mm -hmm. um and so i wanted to show the different levels that he had and i wanted to be able to read him how i heard him but also it's a mixture of how I, my voice along with a couple of my relatives voice. And I'm like, all right, this is a perfect blend. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted that to, to not be this stereotype. One that re misrepresented black folks, my, my people, myself, <laughs> um, uh, my family, um, my culture, and uh, honestly the United States, cause I knew this was a worldwide thing. So I didn't want that to happen. And lo and behold, you know, 2020 comes and the game is released uh, and, and, you know, prior to, and we see all this cultural <clears throat> craziness that's going on. And I'm like, praise God that, you know, he put it on my heart to do him this way so that we wouldn't have to be a caricature to continue to flame the fires that we're dealing with in our country right now. Man, I'm I'm Absolutely. so happy I'm so happy you 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 brought that up because in in fact I did have that as one of the uh, questions, but um, I'll just go ahead and skip to it now. Like I feel like it is something that really should be celebrated um, that you've took you've taken this character and uh, I mean yes, character for sure. Uh, he did have depth to his character in the original. He he did have a lot of heart, 
um but the way he was personified or i guess in the localization or um i guess in just that time uh that frame mm-hmm. uh yeah it kind of kind of like started to be incoming this uh sam jackson or mr t wannabe mr. in the localization yeah. and uh but i don't think it was th- there was there was a character there you know what i mean there was their depth and, and you know if you look past um you know the stereotypes and you see that depth in the original game and i think what you did that should be celebrated is that you took that you found that depth within that character you found the heart and you you just brought it to life and um and i believe like i believe that barrett has become this you know inspire like an inspiring and memorable character um and like you said uh, as a black character in a video game um nonetheless but in an rpg you said at the beginning of the show like you don't really see that um and i think that you have set a a a new example a set of bar um and it's something that should be celebrated um so obviously i think as you said uh you know you wanted to bring bring this new life to this character um i mean i guess you felt that kind of responsibility for doing that like you felt oh, it was like a heavy you, weight, man. Yeah, heavyweight. Heavy um, like I said, uh, I, I come from a background where my dad was chased by the Klan uh, when he was a kid all the time in Alabama. My mom uh, was a teacher. She's an educator, along with my aunts and uncles uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, in the South. And, you know, as a matter of fact, she was across the street when folks were getting beat down. Uh, the SNCC or- organization was getting beat down just for doing a sit-in at, at Walgreens and Woolworths. Or, and so it was really, I come from a family of educators and I come from a family uh, who went through the civil rights movement and their parents, my grandparents went through sharecropping and all kind of crazy stuff. So I knew the weight that was on my shoulders to portray a black character, number one, but then to portray a character that honestly is literally, figuratively, vocally, everything bigger than life, um, and over the top, I wanted to make sure that we still were able to portray that character um, with whatever sense of realism that Final Fantasy has, but within the mindset that we're not playing a caricature or a stereotype that the world pretty much has of, I mean, the world has their own stereotypes anyway, but mm-hmm. I was very well aware of um, the responsibility that I had to represent and represent well. I'll never forget going over to uh, Mexico to fin- in school. I played football for the University of Minnesota. So my last year after I finished playing, because I was redshirted, so I had five years, my last year I had to finish a language requirement. Last thing in the on the doggone list i'm like dang it i didn't finish all my spanish and i know why because i ran from that shit i was just like, <laughs> it wasn't good you know and all i i mean i did everything i tried to do um uh italian i tried to do french and then finally i'm like i'm just gonna do spanish because everybody here speaks spanish in america and i'll be able to do it and anyway so i went to cuervaca <laughs> and i'll never forget uh walking the streets by myself uh, a lot um going wow you know let me go get some comic books right so i went to the book stand and it was during the whole oj stuff which was weird and i went to the book stand and i I was looking for the comic books and i saw the 
comic books. I'm like, oh, okay, dang it, they're in Spanish, but they'll, that'll help me. All right, cool. <laughs> and then I saw another row of comic books. And I mean, you know how we have Marvel and DC? Mm -hmm. And it's like a lot, because there's a lot of characters. They had a whole row of these kind of thick trade paperback books, and they were all these depictions of what slavery brought on of African-Americans, mm -hmm. black folks. It was the, the character of the Piccaninny, the character of Uncle Willie or something it was called, the Mammy, the, all these crazy things. And they, Lil Sambo was the name of them. And I'm like, what the? Yeah. So I couldn't be angry because I'm like, I'm in Mexico. Is this how they see us? And th there was a row of like, like doggone Marvel. And I'm like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. And there were issues. It wasn't just like one. It was like, okay, this is number one. This is number two. This is number three. And the, and the, on the cover, it showed these crazy depictions of how, how they perceived us. And it was okay, you mm -hmm. know, for it to be out. And I'm going, nah, let me buy one just so I can make sure that this isn't what I think it, it was, what I thought it was and beyond. And I went, this is how they see us in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Buy them uh, all and just to get them off the show. <laughs> when I tell you there's a lot, when I tell you there's a lot, there's a lot. And it threw me. And I was still a student. So yeah. it's not like I had the money to do that anyway. And they're going to restock them probably the next day. So I'm looking and it hurt my heart so bad. And I was like, man, does the rest of the world see us this way? Yeah. And I realized that a lot of people do see us that way, you know. Um, and I just wanted to make sure that if I could do anything with the platform that I'd been given, I would make sure that the people who saw Barrett and the people who see me as John Bentley as an actor in whatever genre I do, don't see black folks that way, mm -hmm. you know? So that that was my little history on, on that. So, I'm gonna stop talking, y'all got no, questions. Oh, you're fine. Thank you so, for sharing, man. Yeah. Actually, it, it's, it's kind of on that note, something I've been thinking about is, um, and we talk about how in the original Final Fantasy VII, you know, um, Barrett is a central character, but he's kind of limited. You know what I mean? Um, just as the way he's written, everything stereotypical. And, and you, you guys are. know we're fanboys, right? So most people right. didn't read the side scrolling. They they didn't read it. They didn't really. Right. They didn't take the time to go through. We probably did because we're yeah, like absolutely, oh. absolutely. But, but, I mean, you see right. Barrett angry and he's shaking, or you see him knock the hell out of wedge wedge and, you know, and some flying you know, right. so that's what you saw those were the, the visuals that you saw so i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but oh no you're good i mean we're here to listen to you talk right. um <laughs> but i think what's what's so interesting and like great about the new like the remake with you in it is i think the way it's and it works out really well the way that they cut off the first installation in first uh, installment um where it's all taking place in midbar mm -hmm. because if you think about it chapter one if you will of final fantasy 7 is a story of civil oppression right that's mm -hmm. the whole concept of it and in that uh microcosm you know barrett is the leader of the organization trying to take him down mm -hmm. cloud is the main character of the story but for that first arc Barrett is the leader. He's the the figurehead of that story uh, against civil oppression. Now, when it comes to a meteor being summoned by you know <laughs> alien interplanetary deities, the, you know that's kind of clouds kind of thing. You know, he's got the oh, yeah, all stuff. But yeah. but the most relatable human story is that first chapter about civil oppression and the fact that 
a black character is the symbol, like the figurehead of that story arc mm-hmm. is just something that I think that you really get to bring to life in remake. And uh, you guys were talking about how in the original Barrett does have character. Uh, I mean, everyone who really plays the game knows it knows how sensitive Barrett is. Um, but you kind of, instead of the way they set it up where it's like they kind of project this macho you know, stereotype, if you will. And then later on, they're just like, but wait, here's something interesting. He has mm-hmm. feelings. Mm-hmm. But like <laughs> in, in, in remake with you, you just wear that in your sleeve like the whole time. Like it's so much more apparent. Yeah. And I think that's a really uh, great job you did with that. But uh, just thinking about how you're talking about the story and racial issues and everything like that, I just think it's really interesting and really powerful that you got to do that, you know, for like an entire culture. Yeah, I mean, shout out to the writers and the translators, yes. though. I mean, Square Enix, uh, every time I went into the booth, I'm like, man, they put it down. The storylines, the, the writing, the dialogue, the dialect, everything uh, with all the characters uh, from where it was derived. It's just they they threw down, man, the creators. Oh, my God, the art. Oh, mm-hmm. some of the stuff <laughs> you could just look at as a still shot. Um, the yeah. artists. I mean, this was a major, major project. And to be asked to be this little part in the cog in this huge, unbelievably world will uh, was it's just a blessing and it's an honor and it's just really cool. But yeah, thank you, man. Say it's a little bigger than a little part. <laughs> I think Barrett's a, and a big old talk part, about, man. We can't talk about great writing and remake without um, the that the Barrett song, uh, there's a part where you're in the plates uh, going to the number five reactor. And if you get on this one platform, it takes you to a little side, a hidden material, a hidden sub material, but like the kind of like the uh, indicator to let you know, like you're getting warmer, getting warmer. Going on an adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, find some treasure. That was oh funny. That there's a lot of stuff that we were in. Uh, we were in the booth, and my director, uh, Kirk, he was like, "Yo, man, you get to you just get to ad lib, just do a bunch of stuff." And then the writers, the the translators are all there. John and Ben are like, "All right, just have at it," you know, because they 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 would hear me in the booth just do crazy stuff when we weren't um, doing the lines, uh, and so they're like, "All right, it's your your time, just." do whatever and so we got to ad lib and and just have fun and that was that was an honor yeah. that was fun to, to be asked to do the victory uh, yes. I mean, that's, yes that's just a fan uh, yeah. you know, speaking of that a, uh, <laughs> I, I was i was gonna say my my one of my favorite parts of final fantasy 7 remake having buried in the party was it and it was random too it wasn't every single time but every time i heard that victory fanfare from you it just it brought me to giggles like it was oh, probably funny. my favorite part i i would grind hoping to hear that like that was <laughs> i love that yeah man that was that was because you know just to be able to do that just for your character to do that is like <gasps> me it's <laughs> just me Okay. You, you think we can get a preview of that right now? Oh, I'll give it to you somewhere in this oh. interview. I, th- I, oh, okay. I think it would be yeah. beautiful to close out this. Like, we made it to the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do the fanfare. Um, 
We'll do it afterwards. I'm glad I don't have to do it on a kazoo. Right. Someone asked me to do it on a kazoo. When <laughs> oh. And it was fun. I think I won the thing from doing it because no one else knew how to do it. And I'm like, well, oh, okay, shoot. I played with kazoo when I was a kid. I was the only child, damn it. <laughs> I, uh, I, I funneled my frustrations away. Any single child does. Or, uh, <laughs> learning the kazoo. Learning the kazoo. But Vinny, I got you. We'll get. We'll get it in, man. Awesome, awesome. I appreciate that. <laughs> when the moment is right, you'll know. <laughs> right. right. All right, John. We we have lots more to discuss. I do want to um throw this little bit in there real quick. Allow us to take a brief moment to introduce ourselves. Uh, we are a um. We are Final Fan TV. We're a big shot YouTube channel. Uh, we aspire to mind blow you away with awesome Final Fantasy content that we hope you enjoy watching and or listening to. We want this channel to blow up like a grenade bomb. Currently, we hammer blow our weekly final podcast. That's this show. Uh, as, as the channel levels up, much like a character gains new abilities, we have plans to start new shows to satellite beam to your devices like Let's Plays of the entire franchise, deep dive reviews of all Final Fantasy games, and a news and rumors show, and much more. You are among the first to start a new game with FFTV, so we ask that you limit break the thumbs up, subscribe with Unger or Anger Max, and level grind the share button, because not sharing a video with John Eric Bentley, well, that would be a catastrophe. Thank you. I am Daniel Hoplich, and my FFTV party members are Osby Tomlin, That's right. Reed Daniels, who is finding himself in a very <laughs> Once again, precarious yeah, another precarious um, spot. And then Vinny McGovern, how are you guys doing? So let's get just a brief introduction. Osby, what's up? Hey, man. Uh, I don't, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much, sir. This is a huge honor to not only speak to you directly and, and hear from you, but just what you did for the gaming community, specifically with Final Fantasy. It's just, this is incredible. Absolutely incredible. When I, this morning, when I thought about this, uh, today's podcast, I thought back to the remake announcement. And if I could have told myself five or six years ago, how long it's been now that I get to, <laughs> I get to speak to you, man. I I'd have been like, no, <laughs> no. Insane. But but uh but no a little about myself. I am a retired professional wrestler. I used to beat people up in tights. Oh. And uh I love Final Fantasy, as you can see with all this stuff back yeah, here. I love you know, your right, wall though. Right, we, 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 we got we got uh we got a good old Barrett right here. We got mm -hmm. my my action figure up here, but more and <laughs> more importantly, we got Barrett right in the middle. And uh we're, <laughs> we're just so we're just so excited that you're here, man. I love that, man. I love you. That's awesome that you got an action figure of you when you did your thing, dude. That's just <laughs> cool. That's really cool. Vinny, what's up, man? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still starstruck right now. Um, <laughs> All it, good, Vinny. I'm just uh, a normal dude. I stand up and pee just like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, then um, Vinny's got a problem. <laughs> yeah, I sit down when I pee. <laughs> Um, now he's even more starstruck. <laughs> I, uh, Gary can do anything. Sorry, Vinny. I didn't know you wore the pants. No, it's 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 all right. Well, it's I all guess right. it depends on the situation. Oh, <laughs> no. oh that's cool. I'm, I'm teasing, Vinny. It's um, awesome, baby. Yeah, I, I, I actually uh, enjoyed your work before Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I 
watched Heart of Dixie. I enjoyed you on that show. Um, I'm a huge Resident Evil fan, uh, so I recognize you from that as well. And uh, I'm a firefighter, and I believe that you voice a firefighter on a animated series. So yeah, uh, I thought that was from there. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I I, I love thank firefighting. You. Before you keep going, man, thank you for your service for so many of us and being on the front line, brother. Because I don't think y'all get enough credit and enough uh, applause <laughs> and enough um, just action to understand that we we love you and we appreciate you, bro. It, we we don't do it for the applause. We we just we like making people go home. That's right. That's it. Right. So, but I just want you to know I recognize that and I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Reed, what's up, man? Wait, wait, Vinny didn't finish. Oh, we didn't. I oh, him I, off. I, yeah, I thought no. it was it. Oh, my I, bad, my bad. I mean, I, I can, I can be finished. Nah, I, I mean, I, I, can, I can be done. I mean, like, <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to cut him off. I wanna, oh, it got yeah, a little no, quiet, I, so I, I was like, all right, let's move on then. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, Tell us of your fanhood, Vinny. Yeah, my, yeah, but, um well uh, final fantasy 7 was the uh the first final fantasy that actually resonated with me it, it was a huge part of my life um it actually got me through some dark times which i think final fantasy no matter which one it is i i feel like it 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 appeals to people depending on where they're at in their lives um i was going through a really rough uh breakup with somebody that i thought i was going to spend the rest of my life with and I just went into a fugue state and I, I played Final Fantasy seven and I just like, it got me through so much. It, it was able, I was able to immerse myself and get my mind off of so many things. And like those characters became my family, like Barrett became my family. You know, he, I, Barrett always made me laugh. And like, um, I, I just enjoyed like having Barrett in the party, Sid in the party. It, it was always, you know, something uh like Sid reading in 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 my the voices that I would have in my head the things that Sid would say like I always thought Sid was like this like 50 year old grandpa like always like this angry grandpa and then you know you find out he's like 27 years old it's like he has an old soul it's just it was just funny but Final Fantasy 7 uh, and and all of its characters really got me through um, some hard port, parts of my life. Man, I appreciate hearing that, bro. I mean, I'll share with you guys after everybody does their introduction, but we'll we'll come back to that because yeah. that's, that's huge. Looking forward to it, man. Uh, Reed, what's up? Or did Sephiroth get to you already? I don't know. <laughs> no, he's been he's, he's been frozen in, in midair for a while now. It's kind of just waiting for the other shoe to fall, you know. Like at this point, at this point, just the anticipation is really getting to me. I've, I I wore pigtails today for this. Like, come on, this, this, is, my, this is my this is my second favorite blouse. Okay. Uh, oh God. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm a Reed. I don't do anything without you to society. That's a lie. Uh, <laughs> certainly not a firefighter or anything like Vinny. Uh, but uh, me and Danny have been friends. Uh, our brothers were friends. We've been friends for a long time. And we've been basically uh, equally nerdy for that throughout. And we've done a bunch of projects and stuff together. So to see this one, it's like, hey, remember when we did that uh, like game night league and we just played Xbox or played GameCube and I made a lot of really stupid jokes for two hours. <laughs> now imagine, now imagine that. 
getting John Eric Bentley on a show. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. So uh, much applause fun. to Danny for all the work he does on that front also, uh, nice. first of all. So thank little, you. little golf clap. Yeah, well, for thanks, you. guys. It, thank it, you. Is, it is the Masters. Golf clap, Danny. Yeah, it is the Masters. Come on, guys. That's about John, man. Come on. Shout out for Reed. Shout out for Reed talking about bringing out the – what what game did you say? Did you guys start it on? We saw Game Night Lee. Well, oh, 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 playing yeah. Smash Bros on GameCube. Yeah, yeah. Some, we had we had like a little video them. show that yeah we we recorded. We there, I, there's a YouTube up for that too, man. Oh my god, there it is. makes me cringe so much, but it's so funny <laughs> at the That's same awesome. time. Shout out to crazy YouTube somewhere. videos from the past. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah, it's it's, that, it, it's great. Are somewhere. It's great. Yeah, the interview, yeah. We did that uh, like a 20 minute interview, and it's just me and Danny going back and forth, just going nowhere. <laughs> it was it was so painfully <laughs> hilarious. The idea was basically, uh, it's being done right now, by the way, uh, you know, got mad respect for um, Austin Creed, who who does up, up, down, down. But you know what? I'm calling him out right now. If you're going to if you're going to do our idea, man, you know, let's go. <laughs> it's, you basically now, now, now hold on, basically do uh oh you started to go time out man i spent 13 years in the ring he's gonna kick your ass so uh, <laughs> step, step not not confrontation in person let's, let's oh, oh internet <laughs> yeah, yeah, on, yeah, yeah 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 so i can hide behind the screen come on man everybody's brave on the internet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. anyone can photoshop punch in the mouth <laughs> Anyone can Photoshop biceps on the internet. Right. <laughs> so game night league. In case of in case of this, uh, in case of somebody shares it to Austin, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, game night league was uh, was basically think WWE like wrestling storylines and like all this other stuff like championship titles. Well, we had uh, I painted a controller gold and I called it the golden uh, championship controller. Cool. So we would basically have storylines where we'd make promos going into each match and we would hype the match up so much that so like so much cheese. Yeah, and then we would yeah, it was oh yeah, it's it's very cheesy, but it was it's it's entertaining nonetheless. And then like so when uh when the match was there, we would do it live and then like it was just really small. We get like maybe a hundred views. But it, there was so much anxiety and so much like it felt like a big event because we had hyped it up so much that when people would play, we'd be shaking like this is for the championship. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but so it kind of had that, like that promos, do the match, do the announcing like JR and, and, and the king or, you know what I mean? Good God Did, Almighty. Was Osby involved oh with that one too? What's up? Osby, were you around then? Oh, no, sir. Not, oh, that would have been cool. Not, that would have been fun. Yeah. We we you met were during in uh, the ring during that time. I can only yeah, I can only verbally suplex. I don't want to. I want to wrestle with Ozzy. <laughs> hey, hey man, gra- gravity hurts. <laughs> or, or rather, rather what gravity does to your body, it's not. It's not fun. Back back when remake rope. was announced, that's when I created the uh, I created a Facebook group called Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I just wanted that I just wanted to communicate with some people that shared the same passion as I did. So mm-hmm. Osby was among like the first to want to <laughs> like, join, like the and then like from there, <laughs> yeah, from from there we basically I don't even know we've never met in person, and we're like. Oh, <laughs> hey man, you guys got to get out to a KoopaCon if you yes. really love to, man. Um, Final Fantasy, I, I've never experienced a convention like that. Uh, if oh, man, I prop man, you guys got to get a hold of Alex Main mm-hmm. get to KoopaCon. I know on the 19th or the, I forgot, I think the 19th, they're doing a 
a special thing online, but you just go on their stuff. I mean, you guys would love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, it's Absolutely. just, it's everything that you're talking about right now. If we have time, I'll tell you about my, my E3 story because uh, I, I have like a, a big fan moment at E3. But uh, cool, cool. John, I know you said you had, a, you, had a, you had a story you would like to tell us, so. Well, yeah, but did, did we get through it? We got through all three. Did we get through Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be, trying to do it, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a good host here, but I just want to hear you talk, John. I know you want to keep it moving. Did you talk, D? Did you talk about you? Or was that your, when you did the title? I the intro. I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about John Eric Bentley, you know? That's right. So hype. So so what I wanted to say is that I, I never realized um, how many people, like what you just shared, Vinny, about being able to get through a tough time and everything. I, I didn't realize that until I started doing conventions and until I started becoming more active on uh, social media, how many people um, used Final Fantasy and the characters within it and the gameplay to get through tough times. And I, and I, didn't, I didn't realize how much of an impact it would have on people and so i got i have been able to and i'm still constantly doing it meeting people who say hey man thanks i was going through this or thanks i was contemplating suicide or thanks i was doing this and i'm going what so once again i realized that the platform that i've been given is a blessing from god and the reason that um it's more near and dear to me is because i now have an arena where i can just uplift and edify just speak life into people just celebrate with them let people know that i'm just as big a fan as you not some celebrity or whatever um i just i i have the opportunity to help people however that may be sometimes it's just a friendly gesture and a smile and a hug and i've, I've asked the lord hey look man uh if you've put me in this position Help me to, to, to bless somebody else. Help me to whatever's on me, whatever joy is on me, whatever energy, whatever love is in me, uh, help me to be able to give that to someone else so that it can help them to continue on, to soldier on, as I would say, or to <laughs> soldier up, uh, as Barrett would say. Because shame on me if I don't use that to help do whatever I can. Uh, especially in the world that we live in, not just in the States, but the world we live in, um, people falling away from not understanding the importance of love, people not understanding the importance of just a friendly gesture or a smile or just being courteous. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So shame on me if I've got that opportunity to, to do that, to uplift, to encourage, you know, and I don't do it. And I, I would say that for anyone who's in a position, and I think if each one of us in life, in whatever circles we're in, whatever environment we're in, neighborhood, whatever, if each one of us took a minute to be able to do that, to, to, to encourage someone to speak life into them, man, I think we'd be in a much better place, especially in our society with what we're dealing with in the United States, but I think in the world. So, you know, uh, thank you for sharing that because I always, Vinny, you don't even understand, that charges me. You know, people say, you know, you did Barrett and you get paid. And there's, you know what? I get to see the result of people's smile. I get to see the result of people say, hey, my son has MS and you just cheered him up. I get to see the result of, I get to see it. I get to see the physical smiles, the, the, the love, you know, come back. It's reciprocated 
And I'm just like, this is really cool. This is what it's about. You know what I mean? So well, thanks for sharing that, man. We assure you that there will be a lot of many a good deed done in your name, uh, in light of uh, your statement there. And thank I you for that, by so. the way. I love I, I love so. that gesture. I I kind of think the same thing, and it's kind of easy for the world to kind of get you down, especially yeah. living in the times we do. So it's, yeah. it's a beautiful message. Uh thank you for sharing that. Oh, you got uh, it. Yep. Just speaking from the Final Fantasy fandom alone, <laughs> we are eternally grateful for what you do, sir. Not only bringing this character to life, but just that message you just shared there. Mm-hmm. For real. Oh, we, we, can't, we, we can't thank you enough. It's greatly appreciated. What you but thanks, what's brother. actually really yeah. interesting, and you're talking about games getting people through tough times, it's, uh, you know, it's something that as a kid, it's like very subconscious, but as you grow older, you start to see it much more visibly. But like when you play a game, especially as a kid, it's like a time sink, you know, you, you, you come for the swords and the, and the monsters and all that stuff, but subconsciously throughout the game, you start picking up like these underlying themes and stuff and they kind of impact you and you don't realize it. And then you play that same game as an adult or when you're older and it's like, it's almost like those themes are actually what you realize like, oh man, like that's like the whole game right there. I missed that entirely. I just was like in Final Fantasy seven, you know, it's like about identity like struggling with your identity, like for clouds, like living in the shadow of like his role model, like Zach, and you know, for for Barrett, it's wanting to do its best for the for the entire planet, mm-hmm. despite it being seen as wrong by every, like by everyone around him because he's yep. causing harm yep. for a greater good. You know, this is like, I think a lot of those themes people pick up on them without realizing it, and I think I think they do latch on to those kinds of stories. And it does help them get through things because they relate to it. That's true. That's why I love the writers because there's a message within the game. Yeah. And a good game has those messages. I look at God of War. Uh, I look at different scenarios in Red Dead. Um, it's just, it's not just a shoot 'em up slasher game. There's messages in them. Um, Last of Us, just crazy stuff going on uh, where you get to escape for whatever time that you want to escape. And, uh, if it's a good writer, if it's a writer who cares about people, because that's another thing that I think we're missing, people got to start caring about people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, the whole mask thing cracked me up. Like people, oh, are about, well, I'm not wearing a mask. Well, why? It's they're my rights. I was like, it's not about you. It's not about you. What's funny is when people when people say that about masks, uh, they say, you know, you can't make me wear a mask. It's it's like infringing on my rights. But then. You know, someone without shoes walks into their their store and yes. it's like, whoa, 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 no yeah. shoes, no shirt, no service. Like that's <laughs> no infringing shoes, on my no rights. Shirt, no service. It's like this no, is, it's di- a, different. Yeah. This is a privately owned business. This is a business. Mm-hmm. So they're they're asking that if you come in here, don't do these things. If you want service, right? And and it's not even that. It's for me. It's it's beyond just if you go into a store. It's because I've. I've had dear friends get COVID. I've lost friends who who got COVID. Um, I've lost relatives who got COVID. Um, it's not it's not fake. I remember everybody was talking yeah. about it being fake. I had a friend go to New York to bury his sister who died unexpectedly. Right? No one knew what it was then. He went back home with his wife to bury his sister, and before he got off the plane, he knew something was wrong coming back. They didn't even go home, man. They left. They they landed in L.A. and went straight. They checked into the hospital. And I think he was in for like 35, 39 days. 
And when he came out of it, he thought that he was only in for three, you know, and then his wife was in for over 160 days. Uh, so it's real and it's affecting people. And praise God, they were able to survive it and they're alive and she's at home now. She got home like last month or the month before. Um, but it's real, man. And it's taking people out and it's not just taking out the elderly. We've had so many of our friends as uh, parents pass. And I mean, hell, in Minneapolis, man, they, they rented out a warehouse. I mean, picture Costco. You know, they rented out a warehouse to keep the bodies. That's crazy. So when we start caring about, when we start caring about people enough to say, hey, I'm going to wear this just in case if I am a character or a carrier, I don't mm-hmm. want anybody else to get sick or. I'm going to go and get tested to make sure that everything's cool wherever I go. When we start caring about each other, that that's what changes things. You know, those are the little things. So it's like that ripple effect. So question, what would Barrett say about wearing a mask? (laughs) Uh, I don't know if he'd say anything about the mask. I think he'd say what he says. You can't hear that planet crying out. I know you can. I know you can. So you can really hear that. Not to wax philosophically too much here, but but it's it's something that I've kind of come on to, and I love it now. Um, you're talking about the the concept of just um, doing something just to be considerate of others, mm-hmm. even if it does nothing, it doesn't impact you at all. Uh, have you heard of the uh, the shopping cart theory? No. Uh, it's the litmus test that the true indicator of a good or bad person is, is uh, what they do with their shopping cart after they leave the, the uh, grocery oh, store. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> because cause if, you, cause if you just get your, take your groceries out and you take the cart, it takes 10 <laughs> seconds and you put it in the, in the return bin. Yep, it that's does, so it does, funny. It costs I you grab 10 everyone seconds. that I see in the lot and put I it did, back yeah. in the thing. If, if <laughs> but, it's by my car, I'll grab it and put it in the little... Oh, that's hilarious. It's the true test of... Your, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good person. Well, everybody's yeah, going to be watching me in a damn parking lot now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's John. How come you put five of them back? Because, man. And it might scratch your car. Yeah. Seeing a- Barrett angrily put shopping carts back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I it's think a- there's a lot of John yeah. and Barrett um, right. on both sides of the, or multiple sides of who he is. But um, that's a good litmus. It's test. a. I like that. It's a simple oh, gesture, yeah. I, man. I, Just I like the it. cart. It, it's a simple gesture. Just wear the mask, you know. Um, What's the like worst case said, just scenario? Be, be good. Good. Be good people, you know? Yeah, we're just arguing yeah. over, se- right now our country, in our country, we're arguing over secondary issues, man. Yeah. You know, people are picking and choosing sides of political <laughs> sides, and it, and it's breaking up families, it's breaking up relationships, and it's like, man, you were my friend before this election. Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. on. Just, yeah, let's just, let's unite, be good, you know? Like, let's Let's have some kind of communication. Yeah. You know, I mean... Like this, Vinny, if you're on the front line and you're on a hill and you're putting out a fire and you know what, 20 yards to the left, you got another team, you communicate with that team, whether it be by walkie-talkie or if you got to yell, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yelling probably won't help because of the sounds of the fire and what you're wearing. Yeah, but, we got the masks. Right, you got to communicate. So the, the biggest thing is I want to be a bridge builder. I want to be a bridge in between communication because so many sides don't want to communicate. And I'm like, man, if we just sat down, I'd be able to hear your heart. If we just sat down, you'd be able to hear my heart. Let's, we don't have to always agree. 
but let's just at least have some kind of communication so we can quench the violence or quench the, the us against them theory. Yes. And I think that is a start. If we communication builds any kind of relationship, regardless of the people are strangers or if they've known each other for years. Well said. Yeah. Just Photoshop uh, John as a bridge. And on one side of the bridge is us, and on the other side is them. <laughs> John is the bridge. <laughs> yeah, I got quick artists here. <laughs> it's all good. No, let's stop doing read. the philosophical thing. We got, uh, we got questions and stuff. Oh, right? yeah, we we hey. do got questions. We got some rapid fire. Yeah, we we got yeah. a lot of we got a lot of questions, John. I do want to like we're you know not move away from the subject at all because I believe what you said is is Valuable. really relevant and it's something that everybody should hear. Um, and I think that. Uh, going into this conversation i didn't know we would end up talking about that but i think it does like just build on your character not only as you know not not your character barrett but uh, as you like john eric bentley um is just a really great guy you know what i mean like confirmed confirmed we fftv confirms (laughs) john is a great guy i'm confirmed (laughs) (laughs) no no seriously man i mean you know it it says a lot for us as men it says a lot lot for us as people if we care about our character and integrity it's just Mm -hmm. something that's missing yeah especially in the western uh culture we just we have slipped up and forgotten about courtesy and generosity and and sympathy and even more importantly empathy mm-hmm. um and just character and integrity it goes a long way man it goes a long way 100 um all right so we're going to go on <clears throat> to john at first when i when i created this this was going to be a warm-up but i feel like we're all warmed up so you should be you should be ready to go on this next all segment right. here you know what i mean all like right. <laughs> this is going to be a warm up for the questions, but I think I think you're going to be ready. Um, okay. This is going to be a rapid fire segment here. I'm going to ask you questions, uh, just whatever comes to mind. The first thing that comes to your mind, just go ahead and answer it. They're going to be silly questions. They're, they're not like John any. Or is it as Barrett? So you got to be on your toes because some of these are about like what what would Barrett do, or you know what is Barrett's oh, thing. Cool. Um, fun. Yeah, fun. yeah, 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 <laughs> and then. Awake. <laughs> yeah and then hey, um Chappelle, my brain's awake <laughs> <laughs> what in the hell is this magic <laughs> how, do you, how do you know i just binged like all of the Chappelle show on netflix last oh, night yeah. i saw where he announced you know and on the same day netflix made my shit available <laughs> and i didn't get paid did you see that on Saturday yes. Night Live? i didn't get paid that was funny i'm like Ooh. yeah dave Chappelle's. he's oh he's incredible there's Jay Farrell, Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy. There's so many great guys out there who are just so talented, man. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, Dave Chappelle is hilarious. He's, <laughs> he's one of the dudes. Now, he's on my list that I really want to meet. Uh, yep. Along with Samuel Jackson. I got to meet Denzel. Uh, there's so many awesome. people that I want, nice. but Dave Chappelle, is a, he's just, the dude is deep, and he's funny, and he's real, and he's good. He's good. <laughs> that's awesome up. yeah the dude is on crack that's hilarious <laughs> oh no, i can Tyrone do Tyrone Biggins. Biggins, but i will not do it here because this is public <laughs> you don't know about me joe rogan <laughs> yeah this is, funny, this is the best <laughs> yeah, thank you for tuning Wait. in thank, thank you for tuning in <laughs> Yeah, the John Bentley Chappelle Show Hour. Oh my god! Actually, doing all the voices. Yeah. Oh no. 
next idea for a, a show a, tier, a comedian tier list featuring john eric Comed- yeah yeah <laughs> s tier s tier I just I, I I saw I recently saw a meme on Facebook and I just it, you know how Oregon announced that they decriminalized all um all drugs in uh mm-hmm. in Oregon and I saw you a know meme. that's not like totally true right but I, like, I I know that yeah there's behind it is crazy yeah like, but I hear you go ahead um but the but the the meme uh feeds into how everybody is perceiving that and mm-hmm. uh, you know it, on on the medical side like I. Yeah, I, I get the news from like other other states and everything because we we kind of learn protocols from other states and yeah. and uh, so w- when I first heard about it, I was just like the pieces, all the pieces aren't there. I, I'm sure there's a lot more to that story with mm-hmm. Oregon decriminalizing all drugs, but it, I saw the Dave Chappelle meme where it was Tyrone Biggums and everybody was just like. Oregon decriminalized all drugs, and then he's like peanut butter and crack sandwich. <laughs> And I thought that was hilarious. Because it's Dave Chappelle. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the best, right? Some of the yeah, best uh, comedians are the ones who actually read the news. And they're mm-hmm. actually aware of the things that are happening. The most reliable sources of news in America these days are like late show hosts. Which is oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. incredibly depressing. Even like, though it's, it's opinionated. Yeah. Right. Still, it's still it's I mean it's always biased. Yeah, it's still funny and it's you know, they try to be as accurate as they can be because I, I kid you not, we are now in a society where people are doubting everything. You know, it's like mm-hmm. so, news is fake news. Who started that? What's shit? <laughs> right? <laughs> what's know? what's actually sad is uh, we're talking about late show hosts being more reliable sources of news because and and yet, yes, there's bias, but it, what's sad is that that's still improvement because major media, for the most part, is not is beyond that. It's propaganda. Yeah, it's about like, money, man. It's yeah, it's better to be biased numbers. than be propaganda, I guess. So, I mean, what made sad. it what made it cool to say? Hey, I got 900 million followers, and mm. now you get paid for that, as opposed to, hey, I'm a hardworking uh, entertainer, and this is mm-hmm. my product, and you don't get paid for it. Mm-hmm. I guess since bathwater became a so currency. <laughs> I guess. Crazy, right? We've become so lazy. Mm-hmm. Game, bitches. We have become so we're gonna start like quoting I misquoted it, but we're gonna start quoting all the things. I remember when Eddie Murphy Delirious came out in Raw, and every time I'd be having a conversation with my friends, someone would just drop a line from it. Like that's that's Dave Chappelle now. Dave Chappelle and and in some cases Kim Pill. Yes, great show too. But I'm sorry. We're going to do. I love it, man. I, have, I love it. I love it. Don't. Yeah. I have. A, I have no. We keep going down rabbit holes. <laughs> nah, it's okay, great. I'll man. be this Alice. Is, you be the Cheshire Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're worried about being like with the hype and everything. This would be like a stiff conversation where it's like, hello, Mr. Mr. Bentley, could you please? Uh, so it's like the fact this is like ruled so fluid, organic, like fluidly. This is good. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it. Man. We can't be like, hi, 
I'm John Bentley, and I do the voice of Barrett Wallace. <laughs> well, how the heck are you, John? <laughs> yeah, Great. Great. Like how this. are you, fellas? <laughs> Terrific. I, I'm just drinking my decaf coffee. I paid with I paid with my credit card. Right, right. <laughs> we can't do that. Oh, did you have DoorDash, or did you actually go out with your mask? You know, Let's like, go well, to an advertisement for nine ninety five. You too can have DoorDash. Right, we can't. <laughs> but so I, i'm loving it you know what i mean like i have the notes right here but i'm glad we're not even like it's loosely going off these notes you know all good man. i'm you loving it bro. yeah it's, yeah, it's more it of a Mick guideline <laughs> i love it man Mick Danny's because he's did, loving it did we get that point yet oh we did okay cool I, I, this this conversation is is going great. I, I I am I'm loving every bit of this. All right, John. Cool, cool, man, cool. Got a lot of editing to do. Yeah. Come on, man. Or let's, none. Let's do your questions. Let's get the questions. I, all right, here we go. You ready? Be all pumped up and excited. Here it comes. I'm, like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, all right. So it's that so anticipation. We're gonna, right? gonna go down the row here. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna ask five, and then it's gonna go to Osby. He's gonna ask five, and then Reed, and then Vinny. Okay, all right. Cool. So 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 they're gonna be they're gonna be quick. Here we go. Ready? Cool. Are you ready, John? I'm ready. Are you ready, man? Here we you go. You said John, so I'm sure assuming John has to answer the first one. But I'm. I'm, I'm uh, are you ready, Barrett? <laughs> Is John I'm and ready. Barrett ready? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, hold on for a minute, man. Let me give a break. You're <laughs> like a schizophrenic interview. Yeah, he's got to take oh, his crazy man, pills. All, all the voices right in the head. Yeah. I know. Like, in between each person, we go. Okay, go. Chappelle's gonna come out of nowhere. We don't. Right. We don't know what's gonna happen. I'm tired of all these mother. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was actually a, a, a really good uh impression of Sam oh, Jackson we, there. We, yeah. do, yeah, we, Jackson, we do the rock, we do Terrence Howard. We get <laughs> oh my god. Yo, I didn't know you were good at impressions, man. Oh, I have to be. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. All right, here we go, Barrett. Or Barrett, John. Here it comes. Jarrett. Jarrett. Or Baron. 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 All right. What is Barrett's favorite color? Blue. What is Barrett's favorite food? Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. Right. Yo, Barrett is in the club. What song makes Barrett dance? What's his dance? 50. In the club. In the club. He's in the club listening to you in the club. <laughs> when Barrett is not wearing a gun arm, what other attachments does Barrett have to for uh, daily routines? That's a good question. <laughs> um, my other attachments. Oh, I would no. say, which many of you don't see, my uh, assorted bullets, my chains of bullets, so that I can load my gun. All right, all right. <laughs> all <laughs> rise. <laughs> and the, <laughs> all rise for the Honorable Judge Joe Barrett. <laughs> oh, no. Unless you're talking about Hannah Montana, hey. that's a whole different thing. Hey, now you're an all star. Oh, no. All, all right, I was specifically went back to watch that episode of Hannah Montana just because you were going to be on the show, and I was like, I got to watch it. And it, when it was <laughs> Judge Joe Barrett. Uh, as a teen court, I was like, gotta throw it in there, gotta throw oh, it in. That's there. funny. Is that all your questions? <laughs> Oh no, oh, we got plenty. That's just those are the rapid fires. Anyway, oh, let's keep no. going. Rapid right. fires. Here comes right, Osby. Barry, here okay. we go. Okay. 
does the sailor suit actually fit? Like a glove. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay, it's Barry. fitted, Big O. It's fitted. You can't tell? Look <laughs> at some of the graphic art. <laughs> it's a little pixelated. All right, Barrett. Some of the graphic art. Now, some uh, of the other on, graphic hold art. On, hold on now. Hold on now. Uh, Barrett, what's your favorite material? Material? Material. The blue one. The blue one. There we go. Specific. Okay. Who would you ship? Cloud and Tifa or Cloud and Eric? Man, now nah, see, I got to get all out of there. <laughs> hey, we everybody, would have Cloud Everybody <laughs> comes out of that whole thing. I, I don't I, understand the argument on that, man. I know we're doing rapid questions, but are you talking about Clareth and uh, all the you got? Why is everybody so upset? I don't. Maybe you guys can explain that to me, because everybody wants either Aerith to be with Cloud or I would, Tifa to be with Cloud. Right? I'd be glad to to take that question there. Uh, let me tell you, man, because for me personally, it's it's a um, Aerith falls in love with Cloud because Cloud is uh, personifying uh, Zach. Right, which Aerith loved, oh, right? As Zach. All right. So you. she in like so as he's giving off that Zach vibes and she sees that through uh Cloud, I think as that progresses, she slowly falls in love with Cloud. But I don't believe that it was the true love. Now, I mean, I think Cloud right? It was right. And I yeah. think Cloud loved Tifa as a kid. Um, and then like when his mind got messed up, uh, things happened, but like about midway through the game, you kind of, it's Tifa as is the one that helps cloud find himself again. And I think, so I'm not trying to ship either one. Does Tifa like cloud like that? She seemed like it when she was a kid for sure. Hmm. I I think, I think she didn't as a kid. Cause like, uh, in, in the original and everything, uh cloud pretty much a big reason he even wanted to join soldier was to impress tifa and her friends because he wasn't like cool enough to hang out with her Mm -hmm. so i don't i don't think it was i think it was one-sided that way and i think um when cloud first comes back and he's poisoned at the train station she just you know looks after him and i think i think throughout the game when she realizes all the stuff that he's been through and Mm -hmm. he's still like been with her the whole time and all that i think i think that's where that naturally progresses but see i I never understood the argument i mean there there are people who are are serious about this issue oh yeah personally i I think that both of the girls are fine Mm -hmm. and and, i mean like fine they're fine they're (laughs) and and cloud has a choice but cloud right now can't have a choice because he's Mm -hmm. so jacked up in his head right over what they've done to him and and then Sephiroth's popping in his head all the time, and like manifestation. There's all you know, mm-hmm. so all over, the, all over the place, right? So it's kind of like it's that's a tough question. That's a baited question and a tough question. I can't answer it. I can't answer it. As John uh, we would also oh. accept Cloud and Barrett. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't even answer that. <laughs> no. now, if, if it's up to Don, you know, you probably I, I, have that too. I, that's, that's, Don flies wherever, you know. Yeah. He's, that's, that's, I mean, trisexual. He'll try any damn thing. That's, that's, there, there you go. And that's our soundbite for the day. But the one the, thing to take away from this. The one thing to take away. From, okay, we'll get back to the question. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to go down another rabbit hole. No, no, it's hear, all good. All right, Barry. I hear that Tifa makes a strong drink. What do you order? It depends. 
It depends if we're going to take out some reactors, or it depends if we're going to take out some goons, some thugs, or it depends if we're going out to fight some Shinra stuff. So, I would say anything with vodka in it. Okay. I would say anything with a twist of lime, because I love lime. <laughs> and I would say anything that would let me get a buzz on, but still be able to fight and shoot straight. All right. Well, so with that buzz and fighting and shooting straight, I heard it through oh, the no. grapevine that Barrett just might be a fan of the Macarena. So oh, no. we, we would just love to hear buzzed Barrett say, hey, Macarena. I'm a number, 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 Macarena. I'm a number, 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 number. Hey, Macarena. Uh, I don't know if you realize this, but you you just brought you've just like closed a, a story arc between us, <laughs> and this is possibly the best day ever for all four of us. Because <laughs> I don't think he like, would know the words. You know, like, he would humming, humming, humming. <laughs> I hear this one on my jukebox in the bar all the time. <laughs> This is why I wiggles. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's canon or not. That's it's the best thing I've heard you know ever. Ever. That was it's, it's to be drunk. <laughs> Come here, Wedge. I need something to hit. <laughs> <laughs> that was better than I was anticipating. Oh my god. <laughs> leading up so to much. uh leading up to this this show, the past three episodes that we've done. We it's been a running joke that Barrett would do the mockery. <laughs> We're talking about like victory dancers oh. or something. I can't remember how it came up. One of our groove on. Reed, you're up, man. I read. Uh, all right. All right. So, John, these, these are more personal. So, I've, I've been listening to uh you know just little tidbits you've mentioned throughout the our discussion here so i want to touch on the things that i think uh i relate to a lot so uh first of all you mentioned you like mythology what's your favorite greek uh god oh man that's tough bro because there's so many okay Mm -hmm. so i dig zeus but um I, I, I got a Poseidon. I can't remember if Poseidon is Greek or Roman. Um, he's he's Greek. Poseidon's Greek. Greek. Yeah, I, I dig Poseidon. You know, although I can't stand what they're doing with the whole Aquaman stuff right now in relations to Poseidon and believe it or not Neptune, but um, mm-hmm. or Namor. Um, so I dig those two for what they stand for, but then you got to think about like the ladies, like Hera, mm-hmm. and um. Um, um, Aphrodite, Athena, Athena. Uh, you know, so mm-hmm. Aphrodite. I don't think Aphrodite was as fine as everybody mm-hmm. makes her out to be. Especially when you see some of the statues. I think she was alluring and captivating, and that made her prettier than fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially when you see like how they they depict her moving, and so you know, I always I'm I'm like pumped about stuff like that but yeah so uh i, I like zeus but zeus is a, he can be a son of a gun you know but yeah. you know that's it's why kind I of think. somewhat adulterous if you will yeah yeah but i mean <laughs> think they all were but poseidon's no joke hades is no joke but i don't dig what he stands for you right know what i'm saying so yeah yeah we he's can a go. spiteful little brother no you must, I, uh, you must love god of war oh you don't understand 
I, I, I just wish that because I asked my sons, they were like, yeah, dad, we need to get the PS5. I'm like, no, we don't. Unless you guys are going to give me some damn money. to <laughs> um, But I just wish that they made something backwards compatible compared to the old PS3 that I had um, that allowed you to play all of the Gods of War. Because God of War and uh, Uncharted, those are two of the most brilliant series that mm-hmm. has ever, for me that has ever been created. So see uh, Tom Holland in uh, they released what he looks like in Uncharted, the movie. Oh, bro. I'm not even supposed to mention all this stuff, but uh, I got a very, 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 very dear friend who um, uh, maybe I can <laughs> check notes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to pull up a picture. Okay, okay. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm a very, uh-huh. very, 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 very dear friend. Anticipation that, now. Uh, it is. It is. It is. It is. That, um, is on that set. Ooh. And. I don't know if I can do this, but <laughs> can you guys see this? Oh no, you can't see that. Hold on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can you see that? Oh, they swapped that. Uh, can you if, if you, you start talking, the, hold it up to the camera now? if How you don't mind. Now? Can you see it now? Can you see that now? Can you see that? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You ready? Oh. Uh, ready? Oh my goodness. Is it going? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Can you see that? Yeah. He got me that. So I'm oh, over nice. I'm supposed to go over there today after the um the uh, our interview here, our time here, and uh I'm supposed to go over there and pick it up. So I'm all excited. But yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm a huge fan. For those oh, of you yeah. that are listening, we just got to see an awesome glimpse of a very nice hoodie. Yes. Right. Uh, Heard here first. Nice Did you see the sleeve though? So you can't talk yeah. about it. But that's that's what I'm talking about. I can't talk about it. But that's what I'm talking about. You know, I'm not saying it. But if I was saying it, yeah. Right. 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 Huge fan of Uncharted. Huge fan of God of War. This last installation that they did was just brilliant. Oh my god. Brilliant. Loved it. You know, as a father. Like now that I'm a father, like that, it hits, it hits differently. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's your son. Yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, it hits differently. Like, yeah. yep. So, uh, we'll, we'll start our next rabbit hole. I'm sorry. We're uh, Nah, I like us going off on the tangents. I'm, Me I'm too. doing a bit, I'm a bit of a rambling man myself. So it's like, you kind of just let <laughs> it go. Bit of a then, rambling man. And then before it gets a little too right. far, you're just like, ah, Let's read the rambler. Oh my read sweet that. Jesus! Rambler. Right. If anyone Come on, ever, read, bring if, the other one. If, if anyone refers to me as anything but read the rambler from now on, I won't speak to you ever again. Uh, <laughs> I know. So, right? so John, that can go so, either way. So, uh, so John, coming from uh, uh, a varsity quarterback, and also in the room is one of my favorite wide receivers I ever played with in Danny. What position what? did you play? What? Oh yeah, we played football together for. I did not know that 15, I was a receiver. Fifteen years. Uh, we have a local park, and we had we'd have a group of like thirty guys, and we'd have no pads, full contact. Uh, <laughs> I had my shoulder separated. I, I broke a bunch. Me and Danny, uh, I think I was covering Dockers, him. Yeah. yeah, we were going. For, we were playing a ball in the end zone, and we ran into each other, and just both of us got knocked unconscious. Oh wow! <laughs> it was the not first game good. that my my. My then girlfriend, now my wife, but it was the first game she ever watched me play. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I was trying yeah, to show again, and then I, again. I end up on the ground for like five minutes. Oh you gotta my cut God. that shit out. No, where are you guys? Wait a minute, where are you guys? We're in Southern Maryland, so. Oh um, yeah, okay. Except for Osby. Yeah. Yeah. St. Louis. Yeah. St. Louis. Oh, Osby's in St. Louis. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Closer yeah. to where I grew. Okay. Yeah. No, um, I was a receiver. Uh, I ran a four, five, eight ish. Um, nice. Six three, six four when I played. Uh, had a forty-two inch vertical. Um, my story as a, as a football player. I, I played when I was a kid. I played every sport. I think I've played every sport except for high lie and um, cricket. <laughs> I think I've done every sport. I played and, uh, cricket one time because I was at a barbecue and someone had like, there's like, oh yeah, stick the wickets. I'm just like, yeah, it looks like, like guys, what's your, your language? There are kids here. And, you know, <laughs> right, right, like, no, sticking no, my no. wicket, like, oh <laughs> dear God, I'm like my word. But uh, yeah, and you know how like they kind of like bounce the ball to you to like serve you. Right. So my my first experience ever with cricket, I was like, yeah, I'll try it. So they give me like the paddle or the wall, whatever they call it, and mm-hmm. the guy bounces the ball at me, goes right straight to the right of the target goes right into the old boys oh, <laughs> oh old boys. no that was my so first he was experience trying too hard he wasn't even like giving oh. you a big meatball you got hit in the meatball Poor, I was, I was like, <laughs> words. oh no that's i'm crazy. that's crazy uh, no man so yeah so I, I was a football player hell yeah no that's awesome i'm i'm a huge football fanatic and i can't play anymore because i got bum knees so it's uh i just live vicariously through all my uh football friends now yeah i'm, I'm bone to bone <laughs> on my left and um the the thing is all of my friends who continued on to another level after college um they are dealing with you know early signs of ct uh ct is a cte cte yeah. uh, and it's hard to see it's hard to watch but i i got a feeling in a roundabout way that i was spared from that uh, because yeah. um, when I played at the University of Minnesota, uh, I didn't dig my coaching staff, and they didn't dig half of our – we had, like, the best recruiting class of its time. And I think one of us played out of that. It was weird. It was just a weird – they didn't know what they had. They didn't know what to do. So I, I hated football after I graduated. Um, and I couldn't even – it's weird. The weirdest – I couldn't even watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, collegiately, I couldn't mm-hmm. watch it for about three or four years after I graduated. Uh, wow. NFL, I kind of didn't care about it for about two years. And then I started seeing friends that were playing. I'm like, oh, I got to at least follow my friends, you know. But it was it was a tough, it was a learning, great learning experience, great growing experience. But I'm glad I didn't yeah. come out of it with any brain injuries mm-hmm. that I know of. Um, and then, you know, body-wise, uh, I, I – from a lot of my peeps, uh, I've been spared, uh, but even though I got a weird leg, but I, I you know, I still play basketball. Uh, I'm still very athletic, working out, you know, whatever. I right. Can do. So, so just kind of adding on to that question before we move on to the next one, uh, who is your favorite professional team and why is it the Carolina Panthers? It is not the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, I almost had them. I, I don't really have one you know um and this is going to sound weird but i like individual players because Mm -hmm. i think the owners of the team and the um organizations they don't give a damn i mean they do they care but it's it's not really about 
the team anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. I grew up during a time when it was the, the Steelers and the Cowboys and Landry and, you know, they cared about the team. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the NFL player, that the teams don't care about one another, but it's such an individual thing now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the loyalty between the owners is just different. You know, mm-hmm. this whole concept of elitism because you own a team and you don't really own a team, you seem to, many of them, not all of them, Many of them seem to say, well, I have stock and a bunch of boys that can play the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, well, all, all this trading and all this, you know, get rid of them and all this firing and fast, all this cancel culture, even within the, the, the structure of a team, teams aren't what they used to be. So it's hard for me to have a team because you never know. Right. Here's a perfect example. I go to buy a jersey from one of my favorite players from one of my favorite teams mm-hmm. and next year they're gone. And it's usually because of the man or the manager or the owners or the organization's choice, not so mm-hmm. much the player, unless they get in trouble, you right. know, right. Um, like Antonio Brown. It's like, what Jersey do I buy? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, do, I, do I dare buy, do I, but do I dare buy that one? Because, right. You know, you never know what's going to happen, but right. you know, so, so for me, it's just different. Man, the, where's the loyalty in, mm-hmm. in the team, like with Franco Harris and Lynn Swan, or with Roger Staubach and mm. Drew, um, uh, Billy Billy White Shoes? All those. What happened to the concept of team? Yeah, that's what I grew up on. So team overcomes a whole bunch of stuff. But if you don't have a team because everybody's flying in and out, that says something about your organization. Yeah, yeah. You know, Turnover. You ever watch Ballers? <laughs> like, huh? HBO show Ballers. Did you ever watch that with The Rock? Oh, I did. I did all the the voice stuff for it. Uh, oh, wait, so you we, were in that I show. Did, uh, I, uh, I, oh my God, that's right. I wasn't in it, but we do loop group for it. So mm-hmm. our loop group um, loops the show. Okay. So I yeah, I've watched pretty much every episode. But that's yeah, awesome. I mean, the business behind mm-hmm. uh, sports is is weird. It's the politics behind sports is even worse. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here now. I've got my youngest plays basketball, and he's the class of 2021. He's graduating this year. Well, out in California, we can't play. He can't play anywhere. So his season would have started already, his preseason. And then his season now has been pushed back to March. Well, mm-hmm. we don't know if we're going to have a season because of the pandemic, and we don't know if uh, Biden, when he gets gets in, it sounds like, he's going to shut things down for like three months. So where does he get the scholarship? Or, you know, right now he's been offered by some Division three schools. Uh, so we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So everything's up in the air. And granted, I get it, it's COVID. Yeah. But the NCAA, the NCAA decided, hey, we're going to let the seniors who are in school have another year. Mm-hmm. And college. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. what about the high school kids that are coming out right. who are trying to get recruited to play? Well, they'll just have to fend on their own or they'll have to go to prep school or they'll have to. So they burn a year in college or they burn, you know, it's like, it's crazy right now. I got you. Stressful. Yeah. Yeah, there we go down that damn rabbit hole again. (laughs) No, I I love these. These these are 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 good takes. Real answers and real questions. Yeah, these are good, good takes. And I think that, you know, like people, I'm sure you do interviews all the time. And it's like, gas, like the same questions and same like shallow level, like, basically but it's like just by going down these rabbit holes like people are actually going to see like a genuine side of you and like like deeper ideologies that you have so i think it's like super valuable so happy to have it yeah man it's loyalty right what happened to loyalty 
Mm-hmm. Bring on the and you'd be surprised how many interviews <clears throat> I do. I don't. I just, I'm very selective. Oh, well, we appreciate well, you well, amen. We're, one, really yeah, do. exactly. So, We're happy so to what have you're it. saying yeah. is okay. they can follow us right here at Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Good so, uh, so we were talking a little bit, doing some voices, and it's one of my favorite shows and comedians of all time. So, what is your all-time favorite Chappelle show sketch? Oh man, anything with Charlie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> every one of those i still i still so okay you just got finished watching it a lot of people don't remember the episode when he said when he does when he what it was like to be a slave oh my god it's so funny have you seen the outtakes uh what's what's oh god so is that there's the one, one where, where he's hanging on the rope and the the guy is whipping him and pretending like he's whipping him or whatever yeah mm-hmm. and um so the outtakes oh. dave Chappelle acts like the guy accidentally hit him yeah, he's like, oh man, well, I tell you, well, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, like oh, oh, oh. that's the funniest thing in the world to me. That's hilarious yeah. to me. But um, because I mean, what if a slave got down off trees? You know what, man? I'm tired of it. Hey, hey, Billy, all of us, we need to revolt right now. It's him and him against all of us. They got three shots. They can only get, to, you know. I mean, just think about it. There's but, um, a, but no, okay. anything with Dave Chappelle. Anything. Right. When he did the Rick James thing, oh, one of the funniest <laughs> things in the world. Uh, there's a God. There's a sketch. It's another one of those slavery sketches where it's uh, if he can like go back in time. I think it's uh, Charlie Murphy and oh my God, what's uh? Oh yeah, the guy, the guy who plays Ashley Larry. <laughs> who's yeah? Who's the the Ashley oh, Larry? I don't know. God, he was on name, he was on Rogan. Funny. Yeah, he's he's, he's he's a little out there, but he is a funny dude. But uh, they yeah, it's like they go back in time and uh charlie, charlie murphy's like i can't remember. he's like talking talking mess to like some of the slaves or some people like that and the guy who's with him is like like easy now charlie one of these men might be a grandpappy and <laughs> charlie murphy looks and makes direct eye contact with charlie murphy just in like a really bad wig like to look older yeah. it's like mean mug each other yeah, it's one of the funny. funniest things i've ever seen in my life but charlie murphy was hilarious dude yeah, people was. don't understand how funny he was I broke his legs. They were like linguini. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm on your couch. I'm on your couch. <laughs> Never should have gave y'all money. Yeah, that's all of that. That's Dave <laughs> Chappelle's a funny dude, man. Inside the mind of Dave Chappelle would be a beautiful ride. What's so funny, <laughs> and people, I think a lot of people don't realize this, is uh, he kind of like opened the door to controversy like right away. Like literally the first like talk about like confidence to just like announce your arrival. The first sketch ever in the Chappelle Show, season one, episode one, was the Clayton Bixby black white supremacist. Oh, the black white supremacist. Like, yeah. It's like that takes that takes some black some flavors to open open a new show with that sketch, and it's like, all right, I'm I'm gonna follow, like I'm gonna watch this dude. Oh yeah, when he was one where, of, is he? Time. where is he? <laughs> the that, one guy's head literally explodes. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, but, that's deep, but you know. That's another thing that, you know, I had to deal with in the Midwest and um, and where I was and, and when I played ball and the recruiting that was happening. And, and I, I remember going on visits when I was being recruited to play ball and there were there was paraphernalia and pamphlets out from white supremacists who were recruiting at the time. And this was in, in, in northern Illinois. And I was just like, wow, this thing is bigger than um, I thought it was going to be and more blatant. And now, <clears throat> for some reason in our culture, because of our leaders, 
um, people <laughs> feel like they've been given a green light to just say whatever they want to say or do whatever they want to mm-hmm. do. And uh, right. without any uh, circumstance or consequences behind right. it. So it's just, you know, it's, it's different. But moving yeah. on, what's your next <laughs> question? I agree. So on that, yeah, I'm going to mention one thing, we'll move on. But speaking with some things never die, uh, we live in one of like the few like really deeply uh, red counties in Maryland. And uh, there's a Confederate um, memorial. It was, a, it was a POW camp. It's a Point Lookout. Mm-hmm. And uh, even now in, in 2020, uh, they actually have Klan rallies there. And, some, and I've seen Klan rallies advertised in the paper, like the local paper, mm-hmm. just without any, any care in the world. This was like several years ago, but it's still, it's just funny how that still exists and how sometimes it comes back out. Oh, never really dies. Be it's, people, man. You yeah, know, it's like the water, you know, it never really goes away. It just. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so so, people, yeah. people. I mean, you got different groups, you got different beliefs. That is who America is, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. All, all I'm saying is, hey, let's try to figure out a way to sit down and talk and figure right. out our differences and, and try to agreeably disagree or try to eliminate violence uh, around it. You're always going to have hatred, you're always going to have bias, you're always going to have that. That's probably not going to stop until Jesus comes back, you know. But um, I just. You know, people are going to do what they want to do, um, and hopefully, if they do the wrong thing, they'll they'll hold, you know, they'll they'll deal with the consequences for it. But you know, we're always going to have differences. That is what makes up people. Mm-hmm. So we just got to figure out a yeah. way how to eliminate the bulk of it, so that we can figure out where love comes in and uh, over overrides it. Love overcomes a multitude of sins. There we go. So the smoothest transition possible here you go guys take notes uh speaking of love we're gonna go back to your childhood for a little bit uh favorite childhood snack or food and favorite childhood video game so like nintendo or sega atari Atari. video game uh, playing space invaders turning it over because you could turn over the score back then and while i was playing uh I, i lived upstairs from a place called leon's barbecue I couldn't afford to get the chicken wing dinner, so I would get the fries with barbecue sauce on the side while I was playing. And a jolly good drink. Uh, I think it was raspberry or or cherry or strawberry drink. Or grape. All right. There we go. So actually, and I, I'm going to piggyback on that because we, we mentioned this earlier. You said Final Fantasy VII got you into RPGs. What's like, what's another outside of like the the main, you know, line of games like wild arms i got into wild arms big time uh, after final fantasy 7 um i can't remember it wasn't fable what was the other one i i looked at and people laugh at me for saying this but for was it for oh it was for the ps1 i looked at um oh what is the game now i can't remember it has the elf the wizard the warrior and oh (laughs) used to be able to play it on a ball track and it was an overhead view and you would go through the maze oh why can't i remember it and I, I, it it escapes me me and my buddy played it and finished it t- twice um and then my sons grew up playing i can't remember the name of by the end of the conversation I, i'll tell you but i look at that as an rpg as well it, it wasn't a typical true rpg but you know side scrolling and everything like that but i got gotcha. you well 
I have uh, gone way beyond my time limit. So thank you guys for your patience and uh, for answering my questions in You're such like in that. such glory. Yeah, Reed, you got ten questions, bro. We only got five. Man, come on, you guys. <laughs> you guys are all like just imagining which one of you is behind me, about to drop the sword through my back. Yeah, no, yeah. I was looking at you like, man, I'm gonna burn your house. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what happened to Reed. He lost connection. We're moving on to. Uh... Right. Right. And Osby's looking like, boy, if I had it. Top rope right now. I was gonna... <laughs> yeah. Hey, what a what a great word, turnbuckle. Like I, I only want. <laughs> All right, Reed, that we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna move on. We're moving on to Vinny. Vinny, you got five questions. Let's make them quick. <laughs> All right. So, what's uh Barrett's favorite summon? Oh, um, what's the one? Oh shoot, what's the one when the the the? I don't even know. Leviathan. Leviathan. The Leviathan comes out, go. dude. That's like that's the bomb. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's like, you know, Phoenix. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. The, the Levi- Leviathan. <laughs> when the Leviathan comes, that's like, like you're playing. You go, oh, <laughs> but yeah, Leviathan, dude. All right. Um, what show does Barrett binge watch in Seventh Heaven? Uh, Hideout. <laughs> How to beat up the Turks. that's a Uh, good question i don't i don't know the palace must put on some kind of shows you know it's gotta be funny you know the chocobo show the chocobo show somebody races a chocobo (laughs) um so glad he didn't say showgirls um so there's a dance battle between barrett and sephiroth who wins? For real, for real? For real, for real. Okay, so you got to understand, Seth's got that little wing. Yep. He can do stuff that Barrett just can't do. Like fly in a circle. Yeah, I mean, well, he can fly in a <laughs> <You're crazy. laughs> you know, he, He's got that wing, so he can elevate. So it's a whole different thing. So picture Barrett trying to break dance and picture Seth trying to break dance. Who's going to sustain the moves longer? With that little wing, that little <laughs> wing. So Seth's got to win it. As much as I love Barrett, Seth's got, and he's younger, Seth's got to win. It. I mean, you think about it though. Barrett stands with a gun and just spins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the but, gun you know, Seth, man, Seth is, dude. That's a that's a that's an elaborate character <laughs> with a whole lot of determination. For what? Sometimes we don't know. But yeah, see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Seth is a beast, and plus, that that waxy hair, he could probably spin off. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely or those pant- doggone shoulder pads, right? Oh, team man, we got right? that pant- Yeah, he can slide across yeah, the floor. Right. You remember how they used to do the head slides? <laughs> Seth could do that and push himself <laughs> with a little wing. You know, depending on what style of dancing, you know. But I, I just think that Cloud is so stiff, bro. And, mm. and if he's not wearing, if he's wearing his sword, he can't move. That Buster sword is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. I think so. Valid points. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I gotta like back it up. This is why. Yeah, but I love it. <laughs> no, this context. It's great. I, I, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. So let me tell you something. All right. I know, D. Sorry, we changed rapid fire to. Let me explain to you. No, I love it. Boots <laughs> in the mud. Um, Great. so, uh, super speed or power of flight? Now, this, is, this is one of them questions, like, 
I when I get the question, I, I have to think about it real hard. I'm like, I can't just give you an answer. Because oh. I feel like I'm going to be granted the power tomorrow or something. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Like, like, so was I get off the phone? Uh, no, um, <laughs> like, uh, you pick super, super speed, but there's a guy who's like, well, I was going to give him super flight, but I guess he doesn't want it anymore and he get nothing. <laughs> well, so I've been watching The Boys. I just started binge watching yes. The Boys. Now I'm looking at Atram and it's like, okay, this power speed, you can do a lot. You can like flash, go back and change different things in the world if you reverse and all these different fantasy things. But the power of flight will be something else because you can get to where you need to get to, however you need to get to it, whenever you need to get to it. No Um, more LA traffic. Man, yeah, no more traffic. As um, you've seen, A Train ran into pedestrian, so <laughs> yeah, ran, ran through. Yeah, ran through. Uh, you know, he jumped right out in front of, of me. Flight, the power of flight would be something else. I mean, think about if there was catastrophe going on, you could just pick somebody up and, and take them away. Uh, like you said, the super speed—you got to get through stuff. You're still grounded. True. So mm-hmm. I just think the power of flight for me. All right, and uh, so here's the most important one, though. <laughs> Um, when Barrett goes to Chipotle, does he pay extra for guac? Hell no! <laughs> I reach across the counter and say, give me some more guac. Alright. Alright. I want to know where that question came from. We gotta, we gotta animate that. We have the sound bite. Yeah. Now, we want to know where that Barrett came goes from. to Chipotle. Uh, I I goes to Chipotle. I uh, I I eat Chipotle a lot. I eat a lot of fast food. What's your favorite over there? At, at Chipotle? Yeah. Uh, I I usually get double white rice, double chicken, uh, double cheese with sour cream and guacamole with a uh, mild. Dang, dude, you got like metabolism. You got like metabolism or something. <laughs> like, dang, are you going to fight fires every day? Double white rice, mm-hmm. man. Oh, I, I, the so one I work. Scoop they give you, they pour it on too much. No, nah, it's, it's not enough for me. See, like, so I work five a.m. to five p.m. seven days straight, oh. and then, and then after I get off at at five p.m., I go to the gym for about three hours. Yeah, you're so yeah, you're yeah, burning. I'm just always eaten yeah. I, yeah yeah you got into chicken i get it because of protein the right i get it now okay yeah mm-hmm. that answers my question it's like why is barrett in chipotle okay <laughs> I, I don't like, like metabolism or something why wouldn't barrett be in chipotle right, right. <laughs> it's like i don't i don't know if, yeah it's like that brings up the question is what does barrett eat i know he's healthy because he's cut as hell yeah you know, he's just cut up but you know but, yeah what's all that uh they're in, in 2020 America and the evil corporations are like Starbucks and Chipotle and stuff. No, <laughs> Can't you hear the Starbucks. planet crying out? He, he would <laughs> think Starbucks is too frou-frou. I would think Starbucks is, what is this little cup? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this on this cup? Why did they Who misspell did they my name? Is this President Shinra's daughter? You know, <laughs> <laughs> he, he like, I don't think he would. I don't think he would like that. <laughs> All right, he'd, so. He'd so doing keto. we're gonna we're gonna move on to this uh this fun game here john i gotta uh i want to know from from barrett wallace himself what his favorite weapon is from the original final fantasy and what we're gonna do here from the original final fantasy 7 now i've created this bracket here we're gonna go real fast through it can you see it 
Uh-huh. Okay, great. All right, so we're going to go through we're going to go through it fast. So you just pick which one you like the best, the assault gun or the solid bazooka. 